Interstate Batteries offers a wide variety of batteries for your everyday needs. Stop into one of their thousands of retail locations and talk with a battery specialist about batteries for your truck, trail cameras, and even those weird batteries for your rangefinder. Interstate Batteries even offers cell phone repair in certain locations. For more information, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. The Southern Ground Hunting Podcast is brought to you by Spartan Forge. It's forged in combat and tailored for hunters. Spartan Forge stands at the nexus of machine learning and whitetail deer hunting to deliver truly intuitive and science-based products that save the hunter time spent scouting, planning, and executing their hunts. You can start your free 14-day trial today by visiting SpartanForge.ai and you can use the code SOUTHERNGROUND, that's all lowercase, all one word, SOUTHERNGROUND at checkout, and that'll get you 25% off of your purchase. If you're wanting to know more about saddle hunting, well check out TetheredNation.com for all your saddle hunting needs. Tethered is for saddle hunters, by saddle hunters, and they're redefining ultralight hunting. If you'd like to support the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast, you can visit patreon.com forward slash southern ground hunting, or you can click on the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. We offer two different tiers for our patrons that offer a solid list of benefits. We'd love for you to join the Southern Ground Hunting community today. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash southern ground hunting. And now, let's get to the show. Hey guys, last year was a wild year for censorship for hunters and anglers. We've partnered with the social media platform Go Wild to combat mainstream social media censorship. Go Wild was built by outdoorsmen and women and by hunters and anglers just like you. Go Wild is a free social community. Not only are your photos not censored, they're encouraged on Go Wild. Go Wild gives you points for things like sharing your trophies, gear reviews, and inviting friends. And as you earn points, you start to unlock awesome rewards too, such as gift cards, free stuff, knives, huge discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex, and so much more. Oh, and if you create a free account, you can unlock $10 just for trying it out. Visit DownloadGoWild.com to get started. Well, pretty good trip. Pretty good trip. I figured we'd just go ahead and start recording since are, we were are we Are we recording? We are recording. All right. We are on the road back to East Texas. Uh, just finished up a hunt in West... It, it's West Texas, but it's not. It's like North Central West Texas. Yeah, North Central West Texas. Kind of South Central West. South North Central Texas. Northwest. Touch of East. It's the Eastern part of West Texas. Yeah. Um, and the northern part. <laughs> it's hard to tell where I don't know where we are. It looks like West Texas. It does Got look like West Texas. Mesquites and one of the things that I really like about out here is all the oaks, the live oaks. It just like it makes it like where we're from, out in Midland, Odessa, Permian Basin. You might have a live oak every once in a while, but not like this. Out here, you got these big, wide live oaks that are just awesome. And did you notice when we were up in the in those ridges, and you'd be in those in the live oaks and stuff, the understory is just 
non-existent. Oh, like it's, man. it's cleared out. Yes. <laughs> I could use that at my length for yeah. sure. I mean, just perfect. I mean, they, it looks like perfect turkey, turkey habitat, but. It's real rugged and rustic, but I really like the West Te Texas atmosphere. I do too. I like the, I like the, the, the people, the terrain, the sunrises and sunsets. Those are awesome. Oh man, but I don't like the wind. The wind? I can't stand the wind. The wind can kiss my butt. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, it really can mess you up. This morning, I mean, could you hear it rocking that house? No, I was this asleep. Morning? I must have been sound asleep. I got up at like 5.30 and I was, I didn't expect it to be windy because it was supposed to be not windy today. Yeah. It was supposed to be clear, uh, low of 50 something and high of 70 something. It was supposed to be a perfect day. But uh, we got our Rios. Yeah, that was amazing. That was a cool, really fun hunt. I'm in the club. You're in the club. The turkey club. <laughs> You, you were, uh, you were already technically in the turkey club. I was, uh, but that was a lucky shot. I had my eyes closed when I shot that turkey years ago. And you shot it with a rifle during deer season. It's just kind of one of those things, which I've done that before growing up out here. When deer hunting slow, and a turkey comes through, well, shoot that. I'll shoot that. But I made a post on. Uh, Facebook earlier uh, or last night I guess and I said uh, it was nice to come back to my home area and hunt Rio's like West Texas West Northeast South Central Texas <laughs> Rio's and give them pay them the respect that they deserve because we just didn't really respect them I don't think back then it was kind of just a it was, they're more of a pest than anything for a deer hunter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, you'd shoot one every once in a while. And we spring turkey hunted. I shot a couple of them during the spring growing up. But it still, it was like, it wasn't like what I know as turkey hunting and the way that most people listen to this know as turkey hunting. It was just kind of like hogs, you know? Very much like hogs. It, it, just kind of eat your corn and so you kill them um but i don't think that could have hunt that hunt could have went any better it was it was amazing than what it than what happened so we roll in so and, and this is anybody who hasn't who doesn't know one of my things that i'm trying to do this year is do my uh the the i don't even know the technical name of it but the slam where you get all your four U.S. subspecies in one season. I'm trying to do the single season. I've done the the um, lifetime, I guess. I've killed all four subspecies, but I really wanted to do the all-in-one season, and it just worked out this year to where we could do it. Um, so I got my Florida Osceola, got my Eastern in Alabama, and then... This trip, these next two weeks, was all about getting the Rio and the Merriams. And, uh, I mean, it, 
when you think about Texas, I think most people probably look at Texas and be like, oh, well, they, they probably outfitted that hunt. And they, they probably paid big money to go and shoot, which it is. If you don't know somebody, it's expensive. What do we, we, I looked it up. It was like it was 1500 bucks. Be, that was the cheap end too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-uh. To no do an way. outfitted hunt out here. And it was just kind of one of those deals where we were like, well, it started off with Uncle Mike's property. My uncle just bought, how many acres did he buy? I think 150. 150 acres. And we were going to go and hunt that. Well, he was kind of like, you know, I, there were turkeys out here. There's turkeys that come through here. But I haven't seen one in a long time. And so we had to kind of really scramble to figure out what we were going to do. And so you had your, your buddy Jeff who has his property. And the good thing about it, the good thing about knowing people out here is like what we said. They don't respect turkeys. They don't care about turkeys for the most part. It's not a lack of respect. Maybe that's a bad word. But they don't care about them. If we were like, hey, can we come hunt deer on your property? It would be like, hold, hold up, hold yeah, up. You're you right, know? right. But turkeys are like, yeah, come shoot a turkey. I don't care. And so we had this this small property, um, what, 300 acres that, that Jeff has around altogether? No, I, I it felt like it walking it, it but it wasn't. <laughs> I thought it was 170 acres each. Maybe, maybe it was. That one was a little bit smaller, but maybe it was about 300, but it felt like 10,000 to me. <laughs> Trying to get up. Man, it's hard. I love it, though. I love the. I love everything about it. It's been a long time since I've hunted a turkey in, in mesquites and like this I, just West Texas terrain. I love terrain. it, but I'm fat and you're less fat, so... <laughs> Was that kinda, a nice? That was kind of nice. Kind of nice. <laughs> I don't know if that was a nice uh, a compliment or. Well, you're me, you you're me made over, and I'm your grandfather made over. So <laughs> there you go. So uh, deny the genes. Oh, I think yesterday we put on what three, almost four miles, almost maybe four. In the in the rugged stuff, it's not. I wouldn't call it. It's not flatland like, like where where we're from. It's a little bit. There was hill. Hillier, more rugged. But rocks. I mean, you got rocks, rock steps, snakes, in the mud that we were because we had that bad rainstorm that came through, and it kind of it kind of made things a little bit difficult. With Lots all of cactus. Mud. Yeah, mud and cactus. But the I, I want to paint a picture here because. Um, it's really easy when you're in a state like Alabama, Florida, Georgia, any of these southern states where most people are listening from, Arkansas, stuff like that. It, it's really easy to think about the situation that we're describing and think, oh, well, there's just turkeys running around like crazy. You're, there's just turkeys on every corner. And it's not the case. That wasn't the case. That wasn't what happened. Mm-hmm. We had, we had two hunts that were very quick. Uh, from the from the time we sat down to the time we pulled the trigger, but I think just walking like as far as just walking around on the property, we saw one turkey. 
yeah when but, we drove when we were driving in the first day uh that way but we covered four miles and we never saw a turkey on our property there was some in a field a long ways away you're right and yesterday morning there was not uh just birds gobbling like crazy which i thought there would be i thought we'd let out an owl hoot and there'd just be birds going nuts <laughs> going yeah down. i kind of thought that too and there were some there was some later times that that we heard some some turkeys but it wasn't what i thought it was going to be Mm-mm. no i really i really expected something a little bit different uh but regardless we got our turkeys yep and we um it's like it's like i talked about in my florida osceola hunt with jared and and casey and uh it was it was it's one of those things where you earn it somewhere i mean you just spent a week in alabama and we put on some serious miles and just grueling days out there trying to kill a turkey and i ended up killing the one but you've you've hunted you've turkey hunted with me what uh three or four three or four times you yes. come down there yeah and not We've been got, able to kill one gotten close a number of times gotten just close hadn't, hadn't materialized and so while your hunt was maybe didn't seem it was it was fairly easy ish uh you earned it you earn every single one of them <laughs> yeah that morning i earned it i put in uh-huh. the time in the morning is <laughs> that hiking up and down and and I, you know, I've come to figure out that when you got three guys, it's really hard to keep yourself hidden because mm-hmm. turkeys can see so good. Yeah. And when you got two guys, it's it, it's also tough. Yeah, it's so I much easier it, to hunt by yourself. I really think it's a, a by yourself thing to try to keep from their eyes. Well, the other thing too is is experienced hunters. I could I could go out with. You know, Adam Cruz and Matt Her. Reeves, who are, who are, or Luke, you know, the guys who. I've heard Adam Cruz can't kill a turkey if he's. Yeah, well, you know, he's, he's, he struggles a little bit. Sorry, I got to be Drew here today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, that's Walter we get on, right? Yeah, we not talk about Adam. Walter. Yeah, we not, make fun of Walter. Walter. Walter gets more promotion. On the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. It's mentioned all the time, more than, than your dad. Yeah, more than us. <laughs> I think we've driven more listeners to Chasing Tails than <laughs> we have kept listeners on Southern Ground. Uh, no, but, I mean, I could hunt with those guys, and, and it'd be, because they, they've done it yes. a lot. Yeah. A lot. They know how, they know the the way to sit and how to be still, and not that you don't, but you just haven't turkey hunted. You haven't trained. Mm, donuts. <laughs> Sorry, I saw donuts. There's a, there's a, I'll bet that's a good donut shop too. I bet it is. Um, but you're right, they they have experience and, and, and I don't. Jeff has got a little bit uh, from years ago, but uh, um, it was kind of hard to keep ourselves hidden, uh, still. I, I've, I've really worked on being a lot stiller and I noticed work? our buddy Jeff 
it'd get up, sit back down, get up, sit back down. Jeff, if you're listening to this, I, I was I was laughing a little bit. <laughs> Jeff Noble, he's a he's a great guy and I sure appreciate him letting us come out and oh, do yeah. this. So now Absolutely. I'm softening back up here. Yeah. <laughs> um but I mean, you know, there's it's it's hard to learn. So, like, one of the things is, like, learning how to sit. If you listen to or, uh, or read the old pro, tur- old pro turkey hunter, he talks about Gene Nunnery, the guy who wrote the book, talks about learning how to sit completely still in position with your gun on your knee, lean back against the tree in kind of a almost a laying down type position where you can move. And, and he's talking about an old timer that he that he knew that taught him how to turkey hunt and stuff and uh the guy said you need to go out and sit in your yard against a tree for an hour and learn to do that for an hour without moving get those muscles developed Mm -hmm. that do that that make you do that yep and and so there's you know you learn how to sit you learn the ways that you can be comfortable for your body type you know like you said or uh for a bigger guy a gut, having a gut, can make that really tip, difficult to sit in such a way. I'm getting you back for saying you just I'm slap me hard. No, I'm just saying anybody for anybody. <laughs> you know, you get it. You got a gut. It's harder to do that. See, I'd rather say around. it this way. I'd rather say it that turkey hunting muscles are different than golfing muscles. Mm-hmm. See, okay. Now I think that's a nicer more sensitive way to tell fat guys well because a gut for golf is kind of like a muscle it's it's it benefits you you can't mess up your swing nearly as bad so uh that's all it is i'm not fat i'm just a golfer i'm a golfer um but you know holding your gun up you know like all that kind of stuff it's just it's just you got to learn how to learn how to do it so anyways getting into the the actual hunt we we roll in let's talk about that we roll in to this to this little ranch and jeff's like hey i'm gonna show you guys show you guys the property take you out on the kubota we'll ride around the property i mean immediately immediately we see that hen uh we leave that the ranch house and that hen's like right there and we're like hey i told him i said how much you pay her to stand there for us <laughs> and then we drove around the whole rest of the property didn't see a single another turkey saw some hogs saw some pigs yeah but not another turkey not at all and it was like huh well it's just not what i expected it's great it's kind of how i i should expect it by now because anytime sure anytime we we go to somewhere that's a quote-unquote target rich environment it's like well where's the targets they're gone yeah always always that's just the way it works out um and didn't see another one but jeff was like hey there's this ridge up here uh i've seen some turkeys on it before let's you want to get out and and see see if there's anything there um so we we get out walk out i mean we're not really taking anything too terribly seriously not really because we're not technically hunting yet you know, I didn't even have my gun loaded. And, like, we were just kind of just kind of walking around checking out the property. Well, I pull out that. Uh, it, it's a glass call from Holland Custom Calls. My buddy Justin Holland 
uh, made it for me. It has the Southern Ground logo on it. It's pretty cool. And I pull that thing out. And immediately a turkey gobbles. But it wasn't like... It wasn't... It wasn't a hard gobbling Eastern. You know, it was... A, the only reason I knew that it was a turkey was because it was only happening right after I called. It didn't sound like a turkey gobble. And it was so far away. I, my guess is five to 600 yards at that initial gobble. Yeah, you, you never and, even heard you it. You and Jeff heard it, but I, I, was, I wasn't picking it up. And it, and it literally just sounded like a distant distant sound. It didn't sound like a gobble. But it was, and then we hear, we just barely hear it. And, and what people have to understand is the, the wind noise completely drowns out everything else so you're battling that wind not only to get your call out there but to hear the gobble back and and then we did it I said was that a bird goblin and you just hear that just faint noise about three seconds after I quit calling and, and then it was kind of like yeah that's a bird that's a turkey goblin pulled out the maps put my direction on and pointed it towards where I thought the gobble was coming from and it was basically right where that hen was at before right and so we just kind of the we were up on top of this oak live oak ridge and on the other side it goes down into a down into a a really deep creek really thick deep creek which is where the hogs are mostly spending all their time at and we had to figure out jeff was like all right i'm gonna go go around i'm gonna get in the Kubota and kind of go around um and get up on top of this and just wait for you guys y'all y'all go down there and chase after him and so me and you walk down there kind of quickly walk down there but i don't know about you i didn't really have a lot of hope that thing was so far away i was kind of like yeah, I mean, chase another turkey here. Yeah, <laughs> like it, we did in Alabama. Yeah, I mean that turkey. I have that turkey was so far away. It just didn't feel like something, but it was what we had to go on, so we might as well chase after it. And so it goes down in this off of this live oak ridge down into a deep ravine, and then you come back up, and there's a open pasture right there, uh, cow pasture where the cows graze and do all their do all their stuff so we get over there probably what 15 20 ish minutes takes us to get there you think yes yeah sure and and we haven't heard him gobble again he's not in the pasture we can tell that because we can see all that so we can tell he's not in there hit that glass call one more time (laughs) and that son of a gun comes running out of the mesquites he was right there. <laughs> uh, like, I think we saw him at probably 200 yards, and he came from 200 to 40 in, I mean, seconds. Se- yeah, he he was coming. It was quick and gobbling and strutting. Oh, it was. He was looking for some loving real quick. And and you know what's crazy is these turkeys, an eastern, most of the time, an eastern is going to look in that pasture and say, well, I don't see her. I'm going to turn around and go back the other way. And this bird just didn't do it. He was like, he's like, I don't see her, but I'm going to keep looking. I'm going to keep coming. And 
and he comes in just strutting and gobbling and doing his doing his thing. It was absolutely beautiful. In that with that mesquite background backdrop back back behind us and. But let me back up just for a second in the story, if I can, because when we come to that field, because because we had heard that that bird, we didn't want to get out in that field mm-hmm. because that was going to mess up the whole hunt. Right. And um, and we just kind of stood there for a second and said, "Well, do do we make the move? Do we?" And the and the and the right thing that we did is we said, "Let's get behind this tree. It's a perfect tree." And that bird, when it came, it it never knew we were there. No, and we well, just, there was something well, that happened. There's one thing. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, we ended up just standing there behind that tree. I propped my gun up against the crotch of a mesquite and just stood there and uh, made not didn't make the mistake, but there wasn't. A, I had my tripod and everything with me. But there was no time. That was fast. I mean, that fast. I it mean, was, it was quick. I couldn't set up anything. We hit that call. He gobbled, and then all of a sudden, there he was at 200 yards across the field, running right to us. And we couldn't make no moves. Nothing. Not at that point. So I he pulled was my locked in. camera out and said, here you go. Here you uh, go, Dad. <laughs> okay. All right. We have to bring that up. And uh, didn't show you anything about how to do it. Hit re- I hit record and said, it's running. Didn't show you how to zoom didn't show you anything it was my fault uh but then this turkey comes in well he's at he's standing about 40 yards and i'm shooting tss so somewhere between 30 30 and 40 yards is the best pattern for that gun Uh, it's a it's amazing at 30 to 40 yards and i go to pull the trigger on him he he Brake strut, pops that head up, click, <laughs> and I was like, "Son of a gun!" Only thing that could go wrong. Yeah, it went wrong. I didn't put a bullet in the chamber. There, I had two in the whatever in the in the gun, but I never I never chambered one. I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" So the turkey looked up. He looks up like, "What huh? in the world? What is was going that?" On? Never heard one make that noise, but maybe she's. Yeah, really ready. Maybe she's really ready. I don't know. And so, uh, gun clicks. I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't chamber a bullet. So I, I go to to rack around in there in the chamber, and I didn't really. I'm surprised I had this idea in the heat of the moment, but I started yelping whenever I, whenever I chambered the the other shell. That's awesome. So that he was distracted by that noise, and he gobbled at it. And I don't think he heard anything when I racked that shell, because he just kind of stood there and uh, pulled the trigger on him. And, and and honestly, I was so, in the moment, I didn't know if I had actually, if, if I had gotten another shell in the chamber. I didn't. Yeah, because you you don't know. You don't know if it engaged it or not. Nope. I've done that a lot of times. And so it was kind of like, it was. I was living on a prayer at then. And he flopped, and it was awesome. But what what I found interesting is after just kind of watching a bird in that situation, after he heard that click, he was a little more on alert. Yeah, he popped his head up. He popped his head up, but... 
but the other thing that he did, and I know that, that he did this, he kind of veered a little bit off of his course. Uh-huh. That he was coming straight at us, and after the click, then he turned because I had to adjust the camera around you to try to pick him up as he went to our, uh, our right, his left. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I still think he was coming. Yeah. But I think he was he was something in him was going. I'm not sure, but I'm still going to go to that sound. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was. I think he was coming. I don't think he was gonna. I think we were gonna get a shot at him regardless of if I shot right then or not. But you remember those last few steps, he turned to the right just a touch. Yep. Yeah. But he flopped and we were like, oh, it was fun. What in the world just happened? How did that just happen? <laughs> but you had never really got to see one come in strutting. And not like that. No. Not, not goblin. Because no, he and... kept doing his thing. He kept strutting and throwing it up. And mm-hmm. Man, it was so cool. And these Rios are about the prettiest birds that that are out there. Rios and Merriams with those white and gold tips of their feathers. It's just mm. it's just an unreal bird. I and and it it was so fun to to do that and and to to get to, it's like this nostalgia of being in my home region and getting to appreciate something new that I didn't appreciate whenever I was living here. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was like a new... It was a gold mine that you didn't know was sitting here. Exactly. It was a new experience for me. And, and mm. I think every every hunter probably has those experiences whenever they, whenever they first start hunting because people are taking them to really good properties and trying to get them into it and and then you get into the game and you're now it's on you to find your properties and you're like man i wish i could just go back to where i was at before all the time i mean all the time think about how many awesome properties we got to hunt that we didn't even realize were all that great and we didn't know what we were doing huge deer turkeys all over the place target rich environment oh we ain't got nothing out here yeah, I can't wait to go to Alabama where we can really hunt. Really hunt. <laughs> I, I remember, I remember that even even in high school, we would come out to Alabama for holidays, and I'm like, man, I just want to live there. They live and breathe hunting out there, and and now I'm like, man, I'd love to go back to West Texas. <laughs> uh, but the, the, the thing about West Texas that is tough is there's just not, Texas in general, there's just not public land. Right. And so right. you have to know somebody or have money. It's a money game in, in Texas to get on. I've got a little bit of public land right outside of, of Tyler uh, that I'm, I went and looked at last year, did one hunt on it, a deer hunt. And I'm, I'd like to develop that a little bit more. Yeah. And there is some. A little you know, bit. Not much. Buddies from the element, uh, Casey and Tyler, they, they got public land that they hunt, that they hunt effectively. They, they kill deer out there. So there is a little bit, but, you know, even, even that is not, it's not like what we have. Right. So we can appreciate that, you know. You offered me a job to come and work at the church. <laughs> 
And by the way, that's still available <laughs> if you want it. And and I and I and I won't. I know because there's just not the public opportunities, and that's kind of the the thing that I like to hunt. But if you're if you're hunting Texas, and let's just say you're doing a 49 state slam for turkeys, Texas is just one of those states that you've you've got. If you're a public land purist, you've kind of just got to bite the bullet on on Texas and hunt private land. Um, we were we were fortunate to have have connections out here just because this is where we're from we were fortunate to to be able to do it the way that we did it but most people aren't going to have that they're either going to have to they're either going to have to pay somebody or know somebody but that's not the end of it right not the end of this trip um because well, we had to get you your bird well in between there let me ask you a question i've been sitting on this question for quite a while um so far, so far you've got, if my West Texas uh, arithmetic teaching is right, you've got three-fourths of the slam. Is that, I think that's what you got, three-fourths. Three, of, yeah, of the you single just need season. one-fourth left, right? I need you the Merriams. One more. So that's three-fourths. Yep. You got 75%. You need 25%. Yep. Anyway, uh, out of that, the three that you have right now in this year, which one has been the most difficult bird for you? Is it been the Eastern, the Without Osceola, a doubt. or the Rio? Without a doubt, the Eastern. <laughs> Explain that. Why? Why? I mean, wait. You, I mean, you live in Alabama. That's Eastern. Why? I I killed a, an Osceola on the first day. So let's just let's just say my lifetime slam. Okay, so I've I've killed all four subspecies. And every single one of them, other than the Eastern, I killed on the first day. So, Merriam's killed that on the first day of hunting Nebraska last year. Right. The first full day of hunting. We rolled into town and kind of drove around and scouted one day. And then the first actual day of hunting, killed a bird. Uh, Osceola killed a bird on the first day. Now, granted, it was the it was the draw hunt with Jared. Um but just take that away. The next day of hunting that I did, I killed another Osceola on by myself on, on not a draw hunt. So, uh, killed the Rio on the first day. Uh, which I had killed Rios before out on our lease growing up. But not as a turkey hunter. So, let's just consider this to be the first my first Rio. Killed him on the first day. Every single one of them I've killed on the first day in places that I have never been, and 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 I'm not trying to I'm not trying to brag about that. I'm just trying to uh, show how difficult, how much more difficult the eastern subspecies is, and uh, especially when you when you consider being in Alabama. I lived there. I hunted every day just about this season, and I killed two turkeys. I killed a longbeard with you. On public, a trophy that a, was a, a, good a great long beard with you, and I killed a Jake on accident that I wouldn't have killed if I knew it was a Jake. So I, I've killed one bird <laughs> in Alabama, and I hunted almost every single day. And and I came out and hunted with you a ton that week, and we just 
I got close. We got close ones, but mm-hmm. they were just more. They spook at everything. They just, they just didn't seem to want. I mean, that gobble didn't have a problem with that. We heard it every time we went out. Yeah. But they didn't. They stayed. I, I don't know if that's hunting pressure. I don't know if it's uh, just the the top bird. I would. I would. What I felt. I felt like it was hunting pressure. Yeah. Now, I may be wrong. It it may be hunting pressure. I mean, but Florida, there was a ton of hunting pressure out there, too. Sure. Yeah, I get it. Um, Nebraska, I have never seen more hunting pressure anywhere for any game animal, for deer, turkeys. Never seen more hunting pressure than I saw in Nebraska in May last year. Um... Where, where I ended up spending most of my time this year in Alabama was on that lease property. I killed a bird on public, but there was one specific turkey that I'm going to do a full podcast about, uh, so be on the lookout for it, just kind of explaining my experiences with him. That property, though, I mean, there wasn't just a ton of people hunting it. You know, they weren't super pressured by anybody except me. And and this bird, I got on him a whole lot of times, but he just would not do anything. And I just, I obsessed over him. While I'm typically a public land turkey hunter, I became a private land turkey hunter this year because he got under my skin. And I couldn't kill him. I didn't kill him. I thought I was killing him when I shot that Jake. And it wasn't. Uh... But Is that the same one that came in on me? On you, yeah. Yeah, same. The only the time bird. that the only time that turkey acted dumb was when you were with me and when Henley was with me. <laughs> that was the only two days that I had opportunities to get close to that turkey. And uh, yeah, the day that I was there, you probably could have shot him from your vantage point, mm-hmm. but he never got to where I could. I never saw him. Yeah. But I, I knew he was coming. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's serious. I mean, Alabama Easterns, and I don't want to just say Alabama because Tennessee is this way at times. Um, I know Mississippi is like this. Georgia is like this. Uh, my first year of actually learning to become a turkey hunter was in 2014, I think. It was 2014 in Georgia, and it took me all season, but I finally killed a bird. Um, so there, there are places, but now I'm a, I, I, I wanted to say that I'm a fairly efficient turkey hunter and, and I know what I'm doing in the turkey woods most of the time, but they always will humble you, no doubt. Uh, but it's still in Alabama. I just, I just, it's just a struggle. It's hard to kill birds out there well, in the part of, in the, especially in the part of Alabama that I live in. Uh, and, and I, I made a post on Facebook about this. At the beginning of turkey season, on Facebook and Instagram, of not comparing yourself to other turkey hunters because you don't know the situation. That's good. Uh, and it it's kept me accountable all season long when I've been seeing tons of people, you know, tagged out in Alabama. You know, you're like, well, crap. I know I've hunted more than you. I like, shot a Jake. Yeah, I, sh- I shot a. <laughs> I shot a Jake and a long beard. 
don't yeah. don't forget about that long beard. That, that was a nice bird. Uh, but you can't compare yourself. I know that the region that I hunt is a difficult difficult place to hunt. Um, there's other parts of Alabama that are great. There's 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 private lease property and hunting clubs and things like that in the region of Alabama that I live in that are managed for turkeys. And you just, it's as easy as going and sitting out on a green field and putting your decoys out and calling one in. That's just not the case where I tried it this year. I mean, I, I was willing to do anything to kill that bird. And I didn't do it a lot, but I, I did it one or two days. And it didn't work. And so it's like people get so caught up on, like, they must be a better turkey hunter than I am because I'm struggling and, uh, so-and-so killed three birds in three days that doesn't really mean anything you know what i mean yep there's there are people out there with deer and turkeys who don't know jack flip about deer and turkeys but they're tagging out on giant bucks and four long beards every year but they don't know anything about them they 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 they, they, they've never learned anything because where they hunt's a good place to hunt i've seen TV personalities that that fi- fishing, hunting, whatever you want to say, that appear to be experts, but you get them in a in an environment where you have got to put it all together, and they can't do it mm-hmm. because the, they're not in the target-rich environment. Anybody can catch a fish out of a pond loaded with bass. Right. Anybody can do it. Just throw something in there. It don't matter what kind of bait, what color it is, how you how you retrieve it. It doesn't matter. You can't call yourself really good until you go to a place that you got to fight for it, right? And struggle for it. So Alabama has made you a better turkey hunter because you've had to fight for almost every bird that you pull down. I wouldn't trade it though, honestly. I would. I, I love. I love where I live. I don't want to move to the Midwest. It just doesn't sound like fun to me. I enjoy having to go out and and work for it, and and a lot. I think a lot of people can relate to that. And I, what are the one thing that I really like too. This is something to appreciate if you live in a place that doesn't have birds, doesn't have a lot of birds, and you have to really grind to to kill one. It makes you so efficient anywhere else you go that does have birds. You go somewhere that has them, and it's like you're, you're killing them on the first, second, third day. See, I don't mind the grind. I don't like the walking. Well, that's, I guess that's the grind. Technically, that's the grind, yeah. <laughs> well, then I don't like the grind, then. <laughs> I you don't know, mind I don't mind the grind. It's just the exercise I don't like. It's the exercise that gets me. <laughs> and the getting up early. Oh, I don't like that That kind of sucks. Yeah. I like to eat at a certain time, and, and when I'm turkey hunting, I don't get to eat. Got to eat those crackers right there. Yeah. No, that's uh, all right. We. I don't want to miss my moment of glory. Okay. Yeah. This is. All you've right. gotten. Let, let's. You've gotten a couple of cool moments of glory on this podcast before. You killed that great buck in Alabama on public land. That was fun. several years ago. That was fun. Um. So you've we've had some. We have had some some moments in the last couple of years but it does seem like when we go there's it's just it's always a, a struggle it's a grind and, and while you don't mind the grind 
you don't like that part of it either. <laughs> well, well, you know, I, I do think, I mean, there are people who are really blessed at hunting. And I have come to the point in my career of hunting that I'm not really necessarily one of the super blessed ones. All right, I get my blessings elsewhere, and I'm okay with that. I don't. I mean, you got heavenly blessings. I got. I got your every, deer lease in heaven is going to be unreal. I have got. I'm, my life is good. I've got, got the perfect wife, perfect family, perfect. I I trade everything for what I. I mean, I'm about to say that wrong, but I'm super blessed where I sit today. But it was nice to step out there and and get a little bit. It it was really nice. It was fun. I mean, and like we said, you earned it elsewhere, maybe not on that specific moment of the hunt, but we, we walked, we walked in yesterday morning and you were shooter. I didn't even carry a gun. Right. I should have because a coyote came up yeah, 15 oh, yards away so from me. Thing. I called that coyote up and he, he just stood there. Beautiful. I Man, mean, if you, if you put that on the, on the video, y'all watch it. It is it's it gonna be beautiful. A, it's gonna be cool. Yeah, because he just, he or she, I don't know what it was. It just came up to me, and I was like, "Do y'all see?" I was talking just like this. Do y'all see that coyote? There's a coyote right here, 15 yards, and he's just looking, just looking like, "Hey, you're not a turkey, but you look tasty." And <laughs> you look plump. <laughs> yeah, you look you look real good sitting up there against that tree, and and I'm you know, I'm just talking a regular voice, and uh, anyways. Heard goblin, had some turkeys across this fence, which was a high fence. The other property was high fenced. The property we were on was not high fenced, right. but that boundary is high fenced. Yes. And these turkeys were gobbling and they were in this field and we were just trying to figure out what to do, what to, you know, make a move or just go try to find another bird. And um, we ended up put, like I said, put on three and a half miles on this, in this property that morning. Because those birds that were in that other field weren't budging. They would not no. They would not give us the time of day. No, but no, the crazy thing was none of them were gobblers that right. we could see in the field. Right. And we know there was birds gobbling on the edge of that field. Yes. And we just never, they never showed up. They went in the woods somewhere or they just weren't in that big, nice, lush field that they should have been in. And so we knew there was a gobbler somewhere and he wasn't there. So we kind of started walking around, and um, that got tiring as that Texas heat started. Yeah, it got up to 90. Yeah. It was hot. With the dry wind. I mean, it you could wore, just yeah. feel it on. My face is windburned right now. I feel sunburned, but it's just windburned. Um, what did we do? We had, we had some chores that we had to do. I had to take care of my bird because I just threw it in the ice chest. And because we shot it at 7:30 the night before, so I had to get my pictures and and footage and ate a little bit. Yeah, we really grinded it out when we took about an hour nap. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that nap was needed. It really was needed. It was tough. And it's hard. And to Jeff get... had to leave. Yeah. It, so... I don't know about you. It's hard to convince myself to get up and go hunt when. The wind is just howling. It's tough. And you can feel it. Especially turkey hunting, because you're like, I'm not going to hear them gobble. They're not going to hear me calling. What's even the, I mean, we're just going to go sit out and deer hunt them, basically. So that's what we decided to do. Just go out, get up on that 
in that pasture and and deer hunt them now important thing to understand is we hunted around that pasture and called around that pasture yesterday morning and did not hear another turkey gobble that's a big old pig isn't it that was a big pig golly that thing was massive uh but but we didn't we didn't hear any turkeys gobbling around that field didn't see any other turkeys around that field we, we were kind of I don't know. I, I kind of like it's not going to happen right now. Right. We we just didn't think it was gonna it was gonna pan out. We hadn't seen another bird on the property. It was just it felt like it was. I get confidence and then I get very low confidence, and I was low confidence right there, just because of what happened that morning. It didn't feel like there was another goblin turkey on the property. Um, we hadn't seen any tracks. We, we really just had no reason to believe that there was another bird close by. And But we, we were in a very nice spot. I think you may be about to get to that, but yeah. it, it was real comfortable. Yeah, but we just, we just decided, hey, let's, I, I brought a, a strutter decoy that I found out in the woods one day um, and uh, a hen decoy. And we're like, well, let's just go sit out, sit out in this field. Which I know you were all about that life. I, yeah, I that, didn't care. That sounded great. I like deer blinds. Yeah, <laughs> I like sitting there reading a book. Yeah, I mean, you were. That's the grind for me. <laughs> so you, what you're saying is you like the grind of of reading. Reading, going through Facebook, seeing what all everybody's doing. <laughs> Man, grind it out. Just, just. Worrying if you got enough cell service to be or enough battery to last the day. That's tough stuff right there. That's hard. That's that's up there with pioneers. <laughs> pioneers. You know you know that they were dealing with that stuff too. Um You had your northern accent again. Did I? Like the pioneers. Pioneers. Well pioneers. You did you're, your uh... you're like a pioneer. North Dakota. Um Michigan. Yeah. So, put out these decoys, and it was hot as heck. I was I was sweating bad. The wind was just... I can't stress enough the wind. I mean, it's just... There's no trees, really, to block it. Right. So, a 15-mile-an-hour wind in West Texas is a, is a wind coming hard... Mm-hmm. And that's not really for them, not much of a wind. Yeah. But it, if we're turkey hunting, it was it was a wind. And they're used to it. You got you got to know these animals out here. They're used to the conditions. They've lived in the conditions forever. So the 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 wind doesn't necessarily affect them, but it affects the way that you have to hunt them. Because you can't run and gun and chase gobbles and do all that stuff. What we did is really what you have to do. In that scenario. Right, right. If you want to hunt. It was a good move. And we found, I mean, a beautiful setup with big, some big mature mesquite trees right on this point that jutted out into the pasture. And and I had, again, low confidence, but it was a pretty spot and it was shady. It was, you know... 
Yeah, temperature outside of that spot was 90, but inside that spot was probably 80. Yeah. A, a good 10 degree temperature drop. It was... It was, it was very nice. Set those decoys up and I pulled out my aluminum call because of the wind. Those aluminums, I, I don't ever carry aluminum in uh, Alabama anymore, but I brought it on this trip because I knew we were going to be in West Texas. And up close, it sounds harsh and it doesn't sound amazing, but you go out 100 yards or so and it pierces through that wind to where those birds can hear it. And, and we were in this open pasture. How many acres do you think that pasture is? Maybe 50-ish? Uh, 50, yeah. 50 acres. It's a big pasture. And we were like, well, you know, if a bird comes into this field, he'll see the decoys. We'll see him for sure. A big yeah. black spot. We'll see it. And we're in a good, a good hidden area in that shade in the shadows got those mesquites and and the mesquites were coming up and they were kind of gnarly the branches were so it really made a great little blind for us and uh i mean i i laid into that aluminum call just loud just i mean and it didn't feel like it was doing anything there was no echo there it didn't feel like it was that loud. Not as loud as I was wearing it, wearing it out. And we sat there for a grand total of 10, 15 minutes. Well, my I, I'll say this. My, my Insta360 camera, it's on a 15-minute loop. Okay. And when I rewatched it last night, it looped... Um, it, it got when I turned it on to uh, when when the hunt was over, so it was less than 15 minutes. Okay, it it felt like it was a little bit longer than that, but that that tells the truth right there. So I'll let you tell us because you you well I I was sitting there and I was like man I, I'd like for Parker to be able to he's here to kind of see his mom. It's Mother's Day weekend. I'd like for him to be able to spend some time with her. And this was all going through my mind while while this 15 minutes is happening. I'm like, but I know he needs to get up. He needs to get his his fourth, the final part of his uh, of his uh, slam. And I'm I'm sitting there thinking, how are we going to get him back? And I kind of said a prayer. I said, Lord. Man, I'd like to get him home. I, I really would like to get him to see his mama so that he can he can finish out his hunt. Go because he's got to go a long ways to get that uh, that Miriam. He's he's going to have to. What are you planning on driving? Nineteen hours. Nineteen hours to Wyoming. So yeah. it was like, man, he we got to get this done. And I I just I was looking through a little area, and it was kind of to Parker's side to his back to his side a little bit. And here comes a bird, just just 35 yards, strutting, just doing its thing. This big old white head just going every which way. And I said, I said, there's a bird. Well, we've always had this joke while we're in deer blinds or wherever we're hunting. 
we'll always say, there's a deer. And, of course, there's not one. But the other person gets all excited and adrenaline gets going and they get mad. Parker <laughs> thought I was pulling one on him. <laughs> I said, there's a bird. And he's like, uh-uh. Well, we were in a 50-acre 50 a 50 pasture. <laughs> if there's a turkey... You would have thought we'd have heard him. We'd have seen it. I mean, we were in this, this, like I said, this point of trees that comes out into the into the pasture. We should be able to see almost 360 degrees around us. If a turkey comes walking through there, I mean, I was on my phone. So there's that. <laughs> you were grinding. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was on my phone looking at my phone. We just got there. I had no hope. But I wouldn't have seen it the way I was faced i wouldn't have seen him seen him regardless even if you were on your phone just kind of gradually looking up every once in a while you would think you would have seen him well i had a little area there because we were out on a point i had a little viewpoint back to my left of of how it the the field juts back up in there well for a matter of fact where we were at when when you shot your turkey because it was only yeah, what? 75 yards maybe from it. Right, so so it jutted back up in there. Um, that turkey had to come out from, from right there. I mean, there was really nowhere else for that turkey to materialize unless God just... That's what I said. I think God <laughs> listened to your prayer and he sent a laser beam down from heaven <laughs> that had a gobbler in it that just happened to be a, a four-and-a-half-year-old or four-year-old stud gobbler and and there is a great possibility that that is what happened yeah I some mean, things are unexplainable and i think it <laughs> because that bird just materialized he did just and he's out in the field and um and and so you got to get the picture parker is kind of to my left and and that bird comes out and i said i said there's there's a bird and i've got to get my gun up he's reaching for the camera and and that bird, he, he kind of sees us. Yeah. I mean, he can't make us out because we're really, we're concealed. But but he, he does recognize the movement. But it's really not stopping him because because he's really aimed at those, uh, at those decoys. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really. And so I'm pulling up the gun and getting it in the spot. Parker's getting the camera. And that bird kind of sees us and he just kind of turns back to his left just a little bit i don't know that he was leaving he just turned back and i thought we i gotta take the shot and and so uh man that bird dropped hard i mean it was no doubt he he went down (laughs) and we celebrated and high-fived and uh, I hope it's good on the video because it was a it was an exciting hunt. Well, my camera. <laughs> the other funny part about this is I had just pulled out the camera again to watch the video of that you got of my bird. And like I said, I didn't show you how to zoom or anything. But I thought, yeah, you know, at least it's on camera. Well, I was kind of bummed because the shot wasn't on camera, and I was like, I was filming something else. And in my head, I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. In my head, I'm thinking. I'm gonna get this kick butt video of Dad's turkey, and my turkey's gonna be stupid. <laughs> it's all about the cameraman, isn't it? <laughs> and uh, which I was, I was, I was fine. We got enough to make it look really cool. It's gonna be good video, but um, 
but I'm like, they're, they're not going to match. <laughs> and then there's a turkey right there at 35 yards, and I can't even get him on the camera. Like, I've, I'm just struggling just to get the camera up because I had it down. And, but the, the, the Insta360 caught it perfect, and it's going to be, a, it's going to end up being a great video. You know, you could just pop in an old Ted Nugent video of a bird or, or uh, yeah. uh, Michael Waddell out there and just kind of overlay it and that, that make the video real good, yeah. huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but I, I got humbled right there in that moment because yeah, I was like, was a, was a little bit <laughs> So, so we, we're shouting and jumping. Don't know really what I got. I mean, we, it was so fast. I, I know it was, uh, uh, so Parker knew it was a, a Tom for sure. When he, when I turned around and he was strutting, he was full strut, redhead, all that good stuff. And I could see he was full fanned. But for you, who somebody who hasn't really turkey hunted, you didn't know that the full fan meant it was a tom. Well, necessarily. Well, but what my thought was was because he hadn't he hadn't gobbled, he hadn't said anything, and I, I knew that you said that sometimes a Jake won't won't do that. Yeah. And so so I thought well maybe maybe it was a Jake, a bigger Jake, you know, coming in almost you know almost ready. But I, I'll be honest with you, when I first saw it, I didn't think he was that big. Yeah. I just didn't think he was a big turkey. And then we we shot, we go up to him, we look. First thing we see is the beard, and the beard is decent. Uh, what would you say? Nine to ten inches. Nine and a half to ten, yeah. And and so I was happy with that. I was like, man, this is great. And then we uncovered his legs. Son. <laughs> yeah, I he think, had some hooks. I think he. I I've looked at it a lot while I was cutting his legs off and stuff last night I don't think I have killed a bird with spurs that long I think he's bigger than he's going to be right at an inch and a half spurs yeah, very nice and I'm sharp razor sharp. sharp oh I was I was we that's when we both looked at each other and, and just went nuts because <laughs> he was he was a trophy and, and you put a great shot on him too I mean Right in that waddle, like right at the base of the neck, at 35 yards with a gun that you'd never shot. I had my eyes closed. <laughs> That's what us grinders do. Yeah, we're just we just close our eyes and shoot. But I mean, it was a it was a. There's not a lot of times. I always feel like with with my hunts, like I can attribute it to something. You know what I mean? Sometimes. I, I, this is going to come out really wrong, and I don't want it to sound this wrong. But obviously, God blesses you when you, with your successful hunts. Yeah, if you if you're a believer, you kind of you believe that. Yes. That it's a blessing from God. Every there's a there's a small amount of luck that goes that that just happens to bring that animal into range for you, which luck slash God slash blessing. He's given us dominion over. The- yeah, like, there, there, like that say. exists, and, and we believe it exists. But almost always, I'm like, well, I killed that deer or that bird because I did this, right? Like you make smart moves. There's a skill set in it. You can always do that. With with that turkey, there may have been some things that we did just the way that we decided to hunt that day. But it 100 felt 100% felt like <laughs> like 
God said, zip, there's a turkey. Yeah. And it may have been, but we also hugged that field edge, mm -hmm. knowing we wanted to stay in the shadows. We found the exact right spot where it, where it came out. I thought there was skill there. We did. We combined a lot of things that we know about hunting. I mean, deer hunting or turkey hunting, either one. And and we did some we did some really good things. But in the end, it really was the blessing. God just vaporized or what's the opposite of vaporized means he it vapored. Yeah, uh, it materialized. It, it like transported a heavenly turkey. Beam me up, Scotty type thing, and <laughs> yeah. that's what he did. He beamed him there, and and so. it just ha the the thing like it just happened to be a trophy bird, you know, just a a big huge wild turkey gobbler. So if you're a hunting purist out there and you're listening to the Southern Grounds podcast, um, just go with us on it. It it was it was just a transported bird from heaven. Okay, just go with us. <laughs> that's going to be the title of this podcast God transports birds from heaven with a laser beam that's what it feels like that's what it felt like I mean because the way we were sitting I was like man if a turkey comes into this field we're going to get the best footage of him coming in because we're going to see him from three or four hundred yards away He's nope. going to be doing his thing, and nope. now he's just going to pop out of the ground. And God didn't want to transport it over there. He <laughs> yeah. transported it right there. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, uh, I got a question. I know we're, you're getting pretty close on time, so I got a question. Okay. Well, and those of that are listening, he, he may cut this out, and if he does, that's okay. I, I won't if be If the hurt. question is, is are we going to eat Whataburger again, <laughs> the answer is yes. That's not it. Would you rather shoot an eight-point buck or a turkey with one-inch spurs? We used to play this game when I was younger. Yeah, I know. I just, I'm just uh, one-inch spurs, eight-point. Let's say, a, let's say a hundred and inch buck or one-inch spurs. Ooh. Well, because I know what you would say at 125 inch buck. If if uh, I, I think I'm gonna have to answer this like I heard Will Primos answer it. All right. As long as the sun comes up, as long as I get to see that sunrise, I don't care what I'm hunting. There you go. But they're, they're just so different. I'm a seasonal hunter. Uh, every year that passes by, I get deeper and deeper and deeper into turkeys, and they they do something for me that deer don't do. But in the same way, uh, the, the 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 chess match, I guess, or the the strategic approach to deer hunting is very rewarding, and and putting yourself at the right place at the right time for a buck to come walking by you and in bow range is is unreal that's a that's a great feeling but turkeys every single one that i shoot i i have this level of appreciation for the for the bird like i want to look at every square inch of that turkey i want to find every 
Like if they've got a, a goofy looking claw on one side. Mine had a crazy claw. I don't know if you saw that uh, on one of his toes. Um, I, I love the characteristics of each one. The head and the colors. Yeah, and that's pretty it's, intense. I just, yeah. And when I, when I clean them, skin them out and throw it away, throw away the carcass, I'm sad about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. Because I want to sit there and look at him. But you can't. You've got to. You've got to get the things off of it. And I have this really bad habit with turkeys, where I will take every part that I could possibly display. I take the wings off of so many of them because I love the the wing displays. I take the beard and the spurs and the tail fan, and because I just like every single part of that. With the deer, as long as I got that rack and the meat, I, you know, yeah. that's that's what I want. Uh, I don't care about the hoofs. I don't care about the tail. You know, I don't care about any of that stuff. Your son does. Oh, well, yeah. My son, my, <laughs> Your son loves that tail. My boy likes all of it. <laughs> but but there's there's so many parts about a turkey that are just cool and there unique. There really is. And, and uh, I just I don't know that I can answer. I can answer the question. When I say I'm a seasonal hunter, I mean... I am a hardcore turkey hunter deer in turkey season, and I am a hardcore deer hunter deer in deer season. Rarely do I see a turkey deer in deer season that it fires me up. Yeah. yeah. Rarely do I see a deer deer in turkey season, yeah. or a rub, or a bed, or a shed, or anything like that that just fires me up during turkey season because I'm I'm one track. Um. So I mean. Okay, eight pound bass, or did you answer the question? No, I said, I can't, I can't answer. Oh, no, 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 that's not how we play this game. No, 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 you have never not answered, so you gotta tell me, would you well, have uh, that one inch, one inch spur, or maybe I'll sweeten up that, that just a little bit, uh, with an 11 inch beard. Eh, I don't really care about the beard size one that 15 much. deer, Okay, with well, it's turkey season, so with I'll, your gun. Oh, the turkey. Okay, there we go. That's what I was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather shoot a, a a good, good bird and have that. And and so much of the turkey is on the experience too. The gobbling, if he comes in gobbling and strutting. If I'd have killed that bird that I spent so much time on this year, if I'd have killed him, there I don't know that there's a buck that could compare. Okay. Eight pound, no, nine pound bass, or the hooks that were on my turkey, if it was yours. The turkey. Really? Yeah, 100%. Wow, okay. I I might rather shoot a, I'd probably rather shoot my, I might rather shoot a Jake than shoot a, than <laughs> get a nine catch pound a nine bass. pound bass. Yeah, I, the, the, the older I get, the more I get out of <laughs> fishing, because I'm so into hunting. And I just, I don't know, I, I, I enjoy the hunting, definitely. I'd, now, I'd rather catch a nine-pound bass than shoot a doe. <laughs> well, me too. All right, let me ask you. I know your answer is always probably going to be deer, but would you rather shoot your turkey that you shot yesterday, or would you rather shoot a... 
115 inch eight point buck on your 10 point buck on your property if the two environments are the same I agree with you it doesn't really matter which one um, the fact that we were together yesterday and you had already shot yours and and I was getting it that was that was uh, am I saying the word right euphoric um, mm, uh, euphoric that, that was that was pretty awesome I don't think euphoric is the right word it would be is it yeah, I don't know what the actual definition of euphoric is. It was but extremely happy. It was a, it was more than just a celebration. Okay. Yeah, that's what I. That's how I would describe it. Now somebody else could, you can leave it in the comments of this uh, <laughs> podcast. Uh -huh. um, but I, I think yesterday was pretty much the, that 24-hour period of time, was some of the best. Because we were together, and, and, and so I really, I got to put that in there. So, yeah, I'd say the turkey. That's a good, that's, I'm, I'm fairly surprised. I mean, if you would have said 125-inch 10-point, then I would have went at 125. Yeah, but okay. I already have that. And, so the father-son dynamic is, yeah, kind of is, is trumped by inches i see that you're just a regular, oh you went you, the other you're direction. just a regular old texas trophy hunter <laughs> <laughs> euphoric characterized by feeling intense excitement and happiness there we go that that better describes see i'm a wordsmith i am a wordsmith <laughs> i can't remember words to songs but i'm a wordsmith don't play word games with me because i will win it's my job <laughs> what I do. Is that what pastors? Yep. You come up with the words. And sometimes you get it right and sometimes you get it wrong. Well, I had a good trip. I got a long, long, long drive here in a day or so to Wyoming and hopefully knock out that last part of the slam. That'd be cool. Solo trip. May do a podcast by myself out there. Why are you going to Wyoming instead of New Mexico? I'm sure a lot of people are wondering that since we're right here in Texas right now. I don't know. Um, never been to Wyoming. I don't know much about the turkey hunting in New Mexico. New Mexico just always kind of feels like a like a state that you can't just go to whenever you want to to hunt it. Um, the Wyoming tag is very inexpensive. Yeah, I don't know what the what the New Mexico tag is. That that could be expensive. Um, it's just close. It's it's a little more. It it feels further away from much population. Uh, and the 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 views of being out out west like that, or out out northwest, I guess. It's just, uh, even Nebraska last year was amazing, and Wyoming. I don't know, there's something about those Ponderosa Pines that that are in Nebraska and in Wyoming that are just uh, 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 euphoric. 
<laughs> hanging up a bird Not on a quite the same. Hanging up a bird on a on a ponderosa is that's a fun a fun feeling. So yeah, that's and the the opportunity I think is going to be pretty good um, in Wyoming. Everything that I've heard and studied. I've just done so much more research about Wyoming than I have New Mexico. Mm -hmm. So when you said New Mexico, I was like, eh. But I've already done all this research on Wyoming. And so, and I like the, I like the idea of being the, the, the less convenient, more adventure kind of feeling. You know what I mean? So, anyways. Well, by the way, you've never introduced me. I'm your dad. Oh, yeah. You've been thinking about that this whole time. I have. How, where am I going to get this in there? I got to get my moment of glory. He didn't even introduce me. I'm your diddy. Like Michael Waddell has his diddy in, in, what is the name of that his town? Sugar Bottom or? Sugar, uh, no. Uh, no, that's not it. Bo <laughs> Booger Bottom. Booger Bottom. <laughs> Sugar, sugar bottoms sugar give, bottom. give an intense euphoria. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. And uh, we're going to get back to East Texas and take some naps, eat some Whataburger, and have a good time. It's been fun. It's been a good trip. Oh, crap. I wasn't recording. Thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode of the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. As always, a big shout out to all of our partners. That's Go Wild, Spartan Forge, Tethered, New Canoe, and Scree Gear. You can keep up with Southern Ground Hunting by following us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can subscribe to us on the YouTube channel. And make sure you check out southerngroundhunting.com to pick up some of our merch, hats, t-shirts, stickers, stuff like that. I truly hope you enjoyed this week's episode, and we'll see you here again next week. Remember this, God gave you dominion over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and the beasts of the earth. So go out and exercise that dominion. We'll talk to you next time.